0: Of the growing seed. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seeds on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. This is the word of the Lord for us, the people of God. Thank you, John, and thank you, Edna, for sharing your gifts of music with us. Let us pray. wise and loving God, may the words of my mind and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. I thought I would begin with a question. When you cannot sleep at night, what do you do? Do you watch television? Do you read a book? Do you surf the web? Do you perhaps reorganize something in your house? Do you walk out to the kitchen and eat some peanut butter or ice cream hoping that your spouse won't find out? What do you do at night when you cannot sleep? Perhaps Jesus knew full well that thanks to the challenges and anxieties of our everyday lives, that there are some nights where on occasion we have to struggle in falling asleep. And part of what Jesus does in the parable of the seed that grows on its own is Jesus reminds us that we have a better strategy than even television or peanut butter when it comes to not being able to fall asleep. We can, said Jesus, sleep trustfully knowing that God will be at work on our concerns, whether it is when we are in bed at night or during the day or at any time. If you're unfamiliar of the parable of the seed that grows on its own, let me share with you what it is. But before I do, we have to remember that this parable is a parable that is rather unique. It is unique to Mark's Gospel, and it is unique from the other agricultural parables in Scripture. We all know, perhaps, the parable of the mustard seed, where we're called by God to do small acts of kindness, and God multiplies our small efforts. We're familiar, too, with the parable of the sower, when the sower uh, is a scattered seed on the ground, and then we have to be you know, good soil for the seed to, to take root and for God's Word to grow in our lives. We're familiar, too, with the parable of the fig tree that I spoke about a couple of Sundays ago, where we're supposed to, you know, prune branches and repent of our sins so that God can do something new uh, and fertilize us and do something new in all of us. But the parable of the seed that grows on its own is not any one of these parables. It's unique only to Mark's gospel, and it truly is a jewel of a scripture. One of the reasons why it's a jewel of scripture is because it is distinct from those other parables I just mentioned. For sometimes, according to Jesus, the kingdom of God grows on its own. Sometimes God is not reliant on any of our human participation for the kingdom of God to grow. Sometimes God can do something whether or not we participate even one tiny bit. For sometimes the kingdom of God isn't up to anything that we do or can do. Sometimes the kingdom of God just grows even while we're asleep. Walk back into the parable with me. Once upon a time, there was a man who scattered some seed. And then we're told whether it is night or day, whether he is asleep or awake, the seed grows on its own. It's mysterious. He doesn't know how it grows, but it grows thanks to nothing he does, but simply because it is God that grows the seed. And we're told that the seed takes root in soil, it then begins to sprout, and then it becomes uh, a kernel, and then ultimately becomes a ripe plant. Thanks not to anything that the man does, but rather to what God can do in the kingdom of God. For part of what the parable teaches is that the seed grows independent to whatever the man does. As one theologian put it, the seed grows despite the man's anxious thoughts or active steps. Which perhaps begs the question of all of us. What is it that keeps us up and awake at night? Perhaps it is a concern or a worry that we have. Perhaps it's about a future date or a circumstance that's looming out there. Perhaps it is a person about whom we are very worried. What is it that keeps us awake at night? Friends, hear the good news of the parable of the seed that grows on its own. Even while we cannot sleep, even while we may be tossing and turning in bed, even if we're able to sleep, God can still work on our concern that we have. Whether we do anything or not. And that is good news. Very good news. Because if you're anything like me, you are a person that likes to control the growth of the seed. You like to make believe that you can grow the seed. And if it's not up to you, if it's it's up to you and your participation for whatever it is that's going to happen, it's going to happen because you're going to want to control it. I'm reminded of a favorite prayer that is prayed by a a Christian author by the name of Dallas Willard. And he said he prays this prayer every morning. He says, God, remind me that I am not in control. I am not in control of the weather. I am not in control of the traffic. I am not in control of the decisions of my boss. I am not in control of my spouse. And I am not fully in control of the decisions of my teenage children. But forgive me, O God, for I will try. (laughs) We all try to be in control of the seed that we want to grow thanks to our participation in the growth of the seed. We just want to be in control. Reminded of a wonderful comment made some years ago by the great uh, theologian C.S. Lewis, he said the problem of our world is not that people believe there is no God, it's that people believe there is a God and I am it. (laughs) Very interesting, I was reading this past week about what what keeps people up at sleep at night and what they do when they're not able to sleep. And interestingly enough, uh, amongst Americans who were uh, polled as to what they do when they cannot sleep at night, it was neither the television nor eating that was the first response of Americans. You know what the number one most popular thing to do at night is if you can't sleep if you live in America? It is to wake up and make a to-do list for the next day. How badly we want to control the seed on our own. But this scripture reminds us that we cannot control it. For God is at work even when we are at sleep at night. This past Tuesday morning, I uh, woke up and I was considering attending Pastor Kathy's prayer session here in the sanctuary at 10 o'clock. And I had a to-do list of about nine things that I wanted to accomplish during the day. And thanks to my anxious thoughts and active steps, surely those nine things that I had to do would be accomplished. And I didn't quite know if I had time to come. So I came to Kathy's uh, prayer session instead, and I was a little bit nervous and anxious about all I had to do. I was here in the sanctuary for about 30 minutes. I went back into my office, and three of those nine things had taken care of themselves, thanks be to God. (laughs) Wasn't anything I did, it was just the kingdom of God, the seed, grew on its own. And the good news of this text for any of us who stay up at night worried is that God can go and can work on what it is that we are worried about, even at night, even when we're asleep. As many here are aware, uh, presidents over the years have had quite a bit of difficulty sleeping in the White House. Uh, The president that perhaps had the most difficulty sleeping in the White House, according to historians, was Harry Truman. Uh, Truman struggled uh, in going to sleep at night because he could not put his mind to rest because he was thinking about what nation might want to bomb another nation and When would one of his advisors have to come in and wake him up and tell him who was at war with who? And he had quite a bit of trouble sleeping. And he tried just about everything under the sun, including pillows, mattress, uh, everything he could think of. And then finally, someone shared with him the scripture passage that Kathy read for us just a few moments ago from Psalm 121. It became Harry Truman's favorite scripture. And it was that God, who was the leader of the nation of Israel... Did not slumber nor sleep. And he used to read Psalm 121 before going to bed and say to himself, I can go to sleep now because God, you're going to be awake all night. A similar story gets told of an Episcopal bishop who uh, couldn't fall asleep at night because he was worried about a couple of his churches. There was a sick minister at one place and a major conflict at another place. And he was up at night stirring and he put his head on the pillow and he felt God's finger just tap him on the shoulder. And God said to him, It's okay, you can go to sleep now because I'll be awake all night. Even while we're asleep. God is at work on our concerns. Earlier this past week, many from United Church uh, gathered together to discuss a book written by Michael Medved and called uh, The Divine Providence of America. And Medved argued that God's divine providence has been in on America since even before America became a nation. And in that book, there's a chapter about the Revolutionary War and why America won the Revolutionary War. And Medved argues quite powerfully that one of the key reasons why America won the Revolutionary War was none other than weather. What Medved referred to as meteorological miracles. He talked about how at some times the wind would be blowing and ships couldn't sail and at other times there was lightning and there were storms and there was some climate that was particularly hot when it should have been cold and particularly frigid when it should have been warm. And in one of the illustrations about God's intervention in meteorology during the Revolutionary War, he talked about the Battle of Brooklyn. And he said that uh, when Americans were facing the British troops in the Battle of Brooklyn up in uh, New York, uh, there was one night where the Americans went to sleep at night and they just knew that the next day they would be overtaken by the British army. For they were surrounded on all sides, they were absolutely outnumbered, and they knew that they were just going to get clobbered in the morning. So they couldn't sleep all night long. But do you know God was awake? And mysteriously, there was this divine fog that rolled in to Long Island and into Manhattan, and no one could see anyone. And it bought the Americans another day. That even while they were asleep, God could work through God's divine nature on a concern. Such is the parable of the seed that grows on its own. And if God can do that hundreds of years ago in the Revolutionary War, we learned last night that God can still do that in New York. Many of you uh, may be aware if you woke up this morning, this has often happened to me over the course of my ministry. I'll plan out a sermon for Sunday and something will happen on Saturday that just puts it right on a tee for the minister. Well, it just so happened that last night in New York City, there was a major power outage for hours in Long Island and Manhattan. And there were about eight entertainment events that were happening at the same time. Jennifer Lopez had to cancel her uh, concert. Uh, Broadway actors had to improvise when the lights went down. And even the billboards on Times Square went down for hours upon hours. And the headline that I woke up to this morning was, the city that doesn't sleep had to go to sleep. (laughs) And New York kept going. God can keep New York City going, even without the help of the people of New York City. Once upon a time, there was a man who scattered seeds, And whether it was night or day, whether he was asleep or awake, the seed sprouted and grew. I'll close with one of my favorite stories about God being in control of the universe. It's a story from church history. Uh, Long ago, there was a great theologian, you've heard of him, the Protestant reformer Martin Luther. Uh, Luther would often engage in major, weighty theological debates, and uh, during the 16th century, engaged in many weighty debates with his good friend and colleague uh, Philip Melanchthon. And they would often debate uh, the sacrament of Holy Communion, that we would know it today, and uh, what it meant and what it was supposed to mean. And they would have uh, debates about other theological matters as well. And legend has it that one day uh, Martin Luther was in his study and he was um, reviewing some scripture and some uh, uh, writing of theology. And uh, his good buddy, Philip Melanchthon, walked in and said, Martin, what do you say today we debate the governance of the universe? And Martin Luther put down his pencil where he was working on his theology. And he said, Philip, what do you say we go fishing today and leave the universe to God? Whether we are fishing or sleeping, whether it's nighttime or daytime, God is at work. If you came to worship this morning not being able to sleep, worried about something, sleep trustfully. Know that God is at work even while you rest. For when you can't sleep, you really ought not to count sleep cheap, but rather you ought to count on God